Thank you. If you'd remain standing uh, for a little longer, if you're able to, I want to turn right to our text in 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. The title of the message today is Transferring the Baton. And it came about when the Lord was about to take up Elijah by a whirlwind to heaven that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, yes, I know. Be still. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be still. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Now the fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood opposite them at a distance, While the two of them stood by the Jordan, Elijah took his mantle, folded it together, and struck the waters, and they were divided here and there, so the two two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. He said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. As they were going along, talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of horse and fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw Elijah no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and returned and stood by the bank of the Jordan. He took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and struck the waters, and he said, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he also had struck the waters, they were divided here and there, and Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho opposite him saw that, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him, and they bowed themselves to the ground before him. They said to him, Behold, now there are with your servants fifty strong men, Please let them go and search for your master. Perhaps the Spirit of the Lord has taken them up and cast them on some mountain or into some valley. And he said, You shall not send. But when they urged him until he was ashamed, he said, Send. They sent therefore fifty men, and they searched three days but did not find him. They returned to him while he was staying at Jericho. And he said to them, Did I not say to you, Do not go? Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would strengthen your church today with this transferring of leadership. We thank you that our pastors serve the Lord God. That's where the power is. It's not in the man. So do your work here today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Elijah was a prophet of God. A mere man, but called to be a prophet. And what do you remember about Elijah? Well, he prayed that it would not rain for three and a half years. And then you maybe remember that he prayed and then... The Lord sent a downpour. He he was fed by the ravens at the brook Cherith. 
Then the widow of Zarephath, the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke through Elijah. Then maybe the most famous one of all on Mount Carmel and his duel with the prophets of Baal, crying out and crying out and no fire from heaven until Elijah cries out and God answers. You know, that would be kind of a tough act to follow, wouldn't it, Pastor Erickson? (laughs) In this text, we learn that a time of testing occurs in the work of God when it's time for leadership to be transferred. And there's a transfer of leadership that's happening here today in this congregation. And what is important, Pastor Erickson, is that you have the same God as the prior pastors have had. And that God will speak and work through you. So you've got no bulletin or no uh, outline on the screen or in your bulletin, but I assure you I have an outline. And so you get to see if you can find the three points yourself and copy them down on your bulletin, all right? You can ask me after if you got them. First of all, look at the testing of loyalty in verses 1 through 6. 1 Kings 19.19 tells us that Elisha was in training under Elijah to learn to be a faithful prophet of God. And we see in verse 1 that loyalty is tested when one's leader is about to leave. It tells us there that the Lord was about to take up Elijah. Pastor Jones had served the church for more than 30 years and he was loved by all. He was especially known for his gardening, but unfortunately his replacement did not know a spade from a hoe. One day a church member approached Pastor Smith and made this comment. You know, our former pastor always made it a point to mow not only his lawn, but the church lawn as well. He said, I'm aware that Pastor Jones used to do that, replied Pastor Smith, and I discussed it with him. And he said, now that he's no longer the pastor, he doesn't want to do it anymore. You know, that is really the attitude you got to have, Pastor Erickson. If somebody says, that, you know, the old preacher used to, well, that's fine that he used to do it that way, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. Businesses get transferred to the next generation, and pastors get called to new responsibilities, and some people leave a church when the pastor leaves. Here in our text, Would Elisha be loyal to God? That's the test that's going on. Elijah was going to Bethel, and we're not told why, but it seems to be a test. And Elisha would not leave Elijah. As the Lord lives in verse 2, as you live, I will not leave you. Think about loyalty, how it's in such short supply today in our culture. And Elisha's place was to learn all the days that he had Elijah with him, whatever he could learn. Furthermore, loyalty is tested when others tell you that your leader will be taken. You know, it's hard enough to be losing your leader, let alone to have other voices coming and reminding you. We start to feel vulnerable. Am I going to be left alone? What's going to happen? Well, here we find in verse 3 that the company of the prophets told Elisha that his master was leaving. More voices are coming. Do you know that Elijah's going to be leaving. And sometimes we want to just do this finally, don't we? We want to just plug our ears and keep life the same. But life doesn't go on and be the same. Think about when you've got a loved one on your deathbed. You just want to hold on and keep it, but we don't get that choice. Verse 3, Elisha, he didn't want to hear about it. He says, yes, I know. Be still. 
makes me think back to when Jesus was telling his disciples that he was going to be leaving. And you remember how it's just like it went right over the top of their head. Whether it was kept from them or whether they did not want to deal with that and they just wanted to keep life the same. We don't know. But the challenge is here to be loyal to your Savior and to His body, the church. Be loyal to your pastor who preaches and lives the inerrant Word of God. Now, there's a similar scenario that's repeated in verses 4 through 6. It's at Jericho instead, and I'm not going to go through those verses because it's the same test all over again, the testing of loyalty. Secondly, look at the testing of separation in verses 7 through 12. Time was moving. The sun was moving westward and the earth was rotating and hairs were turning gray. (laughs) Look at verse 7. The separation was observed by the prophets. Here it says there were 50 sons of the prophets. I think these are like the seminary students. (laughs) They're over there across the banks and they are watching... What is going on in this transfer of leadership? They had followed Elijah. But who now? Will there be any real prophet of God? You know, Pastor Erickson, I would just remind you that don't be surprised if it takes a while for people to look to you as the leader. That is only natural, that it takes a little while when there's a transfer of leadership it's like you got to go through a little bit of time and that is natural and that's what was happening here don't be surprised if people sit back and observe to see if you're for real and it might take the first test to see so is he going to stand on what the word of god says or is he going to give in to somebody's opinion what will he do that's the test that comes In leadership. Verse 8, the separation was preceded by a work of God. Look at what it says in verse 8. Elijah took his mantle, folded it together, struck the waters. They were divided here and there so that two of them crossed over on dry ground. I don't know. Do you think that encouraged Elisha? Or do you think it's like, oh boy, here's another miracle and i got to follow this. (laughs) I I don't know how he saw that. But he witnessed the power of God firsthand, didn't he? He saw what God could do through a mere man. And uh, Pastor Erickson, we serve the same Almighty God. He's not limited in power whatsoever. Then look at verse 9. The separation was an opportunity for Elisha to request a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Notice that the power was in God's spirit working through the prophet, and God has promised to work through his word. Pastor Erickson already quoted those verses out of Isaiah 55 that I wanted to mention here that we have from the Lord in 55.11. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding at the matter at which I sent it. That's a promise from Almighty God. And then over in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 28 and 29, where God reminds us what His Word is like. 
The prophet who has a dream may relate his dream, but let him who has my word speak my word in truth. What does straw have in common with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Yeah, that's the power of the word of God. It shatters rock. It shatters hearts that are hardened by sin. And it breaks through and brings conviction. And then the beautiful gospel comes and it can create faith where there's repentance and there was no faith before. That's the power of the Word of God and the Spirit working through that Word. Film producer Sherry Lansing is the chair of Paramount Pictures. And Lansing has an explanation for her success. She said, I had a good role model. It was my mother. She escaped from Nazi Germany when she was 17, and she came to this country where she sold dresses, and she learned to speak perfect English. And when my dad died of a heart attack, I saw my mother cry and mourn and then take over his real estate business. And I remember one of her office managers saying, you can't do this. You don't know anything about real estate. And my mother said, no, I'll do it. Teach me. I can do it. I've never forgotten that. Teach me and I'll do it. So, Pastor Erickson, there are times as we come to a new congregation, we don't know quite how things have been done before or why they've been done that way. And it's not wrong to say, you know, how have you done this? Teach me why you did it that way. And maybe through the years you'll find there's a better way to do it. (laughs) But that kind of humility, too, is needed in leadership here. Then in verse 10, the separation occurred as God took Elijah in a whirlwind. Elisha had asked a hard thing if you look at verses 10 and 11. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And as they were going along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. You know, your pastor is here to shepherd and to train you, according to Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. So congregation, are you willing to be taught? Are you willing to learn from the new pastor that God has supplied for his Congregation. Remember, this isn't really your congregation. It's His congregation. He's the Lord of the church. Adult Sunday school. Wednesday night Bible studies. Small group Bible studies. All of these are opportunities to be trained and to learn. You know, D.L. Moody said it's better to train ten than to do the work of ten. But it's harder. <laughs> and so, Pastor Erickson, that's your role, you know, as a shepherd and as a leader, is to train the congregation so that they can use their gifts to glorify our God. Look at verse 12 in Elisha's response here, what he says. Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw Elijah no more, and then he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them in two pieces. 
God's Spirit was now on Elisha. Elijah was gone. God's Spirit is working through the new prophet. He's here upon the pastor. And you know, the good news for us is post-resurrection and post-Pentecost, it isn't just the pastor who has the Spirit of God in him, right? But it's every blood-bought saint. Where there's been repentance of sin and where you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God lives and moves and works through you in this congregation. So that's the testing of separation. And then finally, in verses 13 to 18, look at the testing of new leadership. You know, new leadership can be frightening. My first responsibility after I was elected to be president was a pastoral suicide. I was in the office that day and I called home to Linda and I said, Linda, get packed. We have got to take off right after lunch. We have got to go up to your home congregation. There's a meeting tonight at 7 o'clock of the two parishes and there are grieving people and there are people that don't understand what in the world has happened. And we just need to go and we need to be there. And boy, what a lesson in leadership for me. Did I have all the answers for them that night? (laughs) Nope. In fact, there was somebody else that was leading that meeting, and we sat and we listened, and we prayed to a bunch of grieving people with all kinds of questions. And then at the end, they called upon me. And I was so glad the Lord brought to my mind mind Deuteronomy 29.29. If you don't know that verse, that's a good one to have back pocket. (laughs) The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of His law. Congregation, are we going to understand what happened here today? No, we don't understand. I don't either. I don't know why that happened. I don't know what's going on. But, does what happened here today change anything in what God says here. And I was so glad they said no. It doesn't change anything. No. I asked the confirmants, would your pastor ever have counseled you to do what he did? No! He never would have. I don't understand. But these promises hold. And there will be things that you'll face where you don't have the answer either. But you've got God's Word. (laughs) Dr. Munseth taught us in seminary, 2 Peter 1, verse 3, God has given us all things for life and godliness. All things for life and godliness in His Word. And we can trust Him in what we need to go through. Verse 13, Elisha attempted what his leader had done. I love this portion. Elisha, he took up the mantle. He did not sit back in timidity. But he attempted what God called him to do. I was so glad, Pastor Erickson, on your first Sunday that you went right at the Word of God and just preached it. (laughs) There's no reason for timidity. Just preach what it says. Let the Spirit of God work through you. Look at what he says in verse 14. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Notice he didn't say, where's Elijah? He said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? 
That's where the power is, not in the man. There was a bald man that took a seat in a beauty shop. How can I help you, asked the stylist. Well, I went for a hair transplant, the guy explained, but I couldn't stand the pain. If you can make my hair look like yours without causing me any discomfort, I'll pay you $5,000. No problem, said the stylist, and she quickly shaved her head. Some of you will get that later tonight when you're in bed, maybe. But anyway, that's the kind of attitude we need to have. Go after it. And it's like when you first become a Christian, too. Don't sit back in timidity and think, I've got to know all this Bible before I tell anybody about what Jesus did for me. Just tell somebody what He did. The Lord will work. He'll work through you. His Spirit lives in you. It's not just up to you. Elisha saw the water divide. Wow, same result, same God. Remember, the power is in God's Word. It's not in the pastor. And Elisha crossed the water. One of our missionaries told me this story of when he first went to the mission field. There was a lady that came and knocked at his door, an older, bold lady. And she introduced herself as a missionary. And she said, I'm here because the Lord wants me to be here for a month and to be able to be his witness. And uh, he said, well, I'm sorry I didn't know you were coming. And she said, well, I sent a letter, but unfortunately she beat the letter in those days to the mission field. And so he said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, do you know the language? No, I'm just going to follow you along around for a month and you're going to uh, speak and translate for me. It's a very bold, bold lady. And what had happened in her life, she had a near-death experience. And so she told the Lord that if the Lord would raise her up, she would tell at least one person every day about what Jesus had done in her life. So the next day comes and the pastor says, well, what are we going to do? And she says, where are you going? She says, I'm going to the bank. I'm going with you, she says. So he went to the bank. She stood over there as he went and took care of his business. He came back and she said, well, it's him that I'm going to visit with, pointing to the guy in the suit, the bank president. So they went up to him, and the missionary introduced himself and introduced her. And then she started in, and she said, Tell him that I have many children all throughout the world, but I'm an unmarried woman. And she, he looked at her, and she said, Translate! And so he translated, and the guy said, Wow, you've got a really cool grandma. And she followed it up by saying, these are spiritual children who've come to see their sinfulness and their need for Jesus. And as he translated, he went on to say, and you're a man that needs a Savior because of your sinfulness too. And the tears started running down his cheeks. And she looked at the missionary and said, finish him up and walked away. Have you had that happen yet? (laughs) Yeah. Verse 15, the prophet saw Elisha was the new leader. The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they bowed before Elisha. Well, I'm not going to suggest you bow before Pastor Erickson today. But we do need to have a sense of humility before the new leader. And to acknowledge him as that. And to pray and listen intently to God speaking the word through him and pray, pray, pray 
And then, of course, the last part here, they wanted to make sure that Elijah was gone in verses 16 to 18. He said, oh, are you sure he's not somewhere? And they begged him, find, let's go and try to find him. And they searched three days and, oh, he was gone. And I want to just remind you that, yeah, your old pastor's gone. He's up somewhere north of here, up in vacation country up there. Pastor Erickson, you've been called by God to deliver his word to this congregation and you've been called by the congregation to visit the sick and to minister to the congregation. Your wife has not been called to be the pastor of the congregation, but she is to be your wife and the mother to your children and to be a member of the congregation and to use her gifts in this congregation And I want to remind you, congregation, to not compare the pastor's wife to the past pastor's wife because that's devastating to anybody. And I'll just give you a couple examples. Guys, how would you like to be compared if your wife would say, "Uh, you know, I've been looking at magazines and I see there's a lot of guys that their biceps and their sternocleidomastoids are a lot bigger than yours. And wives, what does it do to you when you get compared to some other female. It doesn't do anything good for a relationship. It just destroys it. Because we're each unique creations of God. And we want the Spirit of God to work through each of us. And that's why comparison is so deadly. So deadly. So we thank the Lord for supplying the new pastor. And we thank the Lord for all the pastors that have served this congregation. My mind is limited, but I'm going back to Pastor Jay Erickson, going back to Pastor Laurel Uden, and Dr. Munseth serving here for a time, and Pastor Shea serving here for a time, and let's see, the last pastor, let's see, Pastor Franz, yeah, serving here for a time. And so the question you want to ask is not is where is Pastor Jay Erickson or where is Dr. Munseth or... Where is Pastor Laurel Aden or where is Pastor Shea? But where is the Lord God of Pastor Erickson? The Lord God of Pastor Munseth. The Lord God of Pastor Aden. The Lord God of Pastor Franz. Where is the Lord God of Pastor Todd Erickson? That's who we're looking for, right? Father, do your work here in this congregation. We thank you for the privilege of being a part of Your work and the power is all in you. In Jesus' name, amen.